Every week they talk about music coming into Milwaukee and music coming out of Milwaukee. Here's Evan Ritleski of 88.9 and Piet Levy of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This is Tapped In. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Tapped In. I am Evan. I'm here with Piet. And this week we are talking about some new protocols that Milwaukee venues and festivals are starting to implement or at least consider uh, in the wake of COVID-19. When we started this summer, Piet, it, it seemed like there was a lot of optimism that this was going to be something resembling a really, really normal year for concerts again. That uh, there was a lot of hope that the vaccines would be so widely distributed that uh, it'd be something resembling herd immunity and concerts wouldn't really have to change policies much. We could sort of go back to the normal concert experience of showing up, paying admission, going in, uh, not presenting a, a vaccine, proof of vaccination or anything like that. Um, but the last two weeks have really challenged that idea. There's been a lot of bad news on the COVID front, and the industry has sort of started figuring out how to respond, figuring out what its options are. Uh, we've seen a number of artists from Japanese Breakfast to Jason Isbell announce that they will only be playing shows where proof of vaccination or a recent negative COVID-19 test is required. And we've seen a bunch of festivals and venues across the country, including a lot of venues in, in Chicago, Madison, uh, big markets everywhere, start to say, all right, we don't have a choice. We need to use vaccine requirements. Where do we stand in Milwaukee, Piet? Yeah, well, the big news this week was, like you said, there's been kind of more and more talk about this. A few little things like Cactus Club uh, implemented this, Cooperage implemented this, um, Japanese Breakfast, uh, you know, a few acts like that. But uh, by and large, uh, you know, most concerts, the vast majority of concerts weren't going to have any sort of policy, and that's still the case as we're recording. That said, there was a big change this week when Summerfest announced that they are going to have a, a vaccination policy where it's going to be very similar to what they had at Lollapalooza in Chicago uh, in July and August, where you have to present proof of vaccination, like a photo on your phone or the actual card, or you have to show a negative COVID test that was taken within 72 hours prior to your arrival. Um, you don't have to do that if you're for, for kids 12 and under, you don't have to do any sort of negative test. Uh, kids in that age bracket aren't eligible for the vaccine yet, uh, but you do have to wear masks the whole time. And Summerfest is encouraging everyone to wear uh, masks, uh, basically requiring it for indoors, like for the store, bathrooms, and encouraging unvaccinated people to wear masks as they as they go around the festival. So this is a this is a pretty significant thing that happened, and I think we'll see more and more of it. Like you said, I mean, cases are are rising pretty dramatically, and it's basically, for, for, you know, I think from the industry standpoint, you either do something or you you cancel again. And there's just a lot of concern about canceling too, because you know it, it was just such a huge struggle for the industry to get any sort of support from from Congress. Uh, and that was before the vaccine was really kind of taking into effect. Uh, now the vaccine is available, and I think the industry isn't really expecting any sort of big kind of support uh, from some sort of bill from taxpayers. So it's really you got to do this or or just you know take off again. If you do that, that'll be really devastating economically for lots of people. I think one thing that's that's really clear to me is this is not something the industry wanted to do. Right. When they initially announced that the shows there were no requirements. Summerfest announced that the festival would happen as normal. I know they didn't want the blowback from announcing a policy that's going to anger a lot of people, that's going to increase lines at the gates, that's going to cause a lot of confusion. This is not something they wanted, but I think when you look at the last couple weeks, it becomes clear that this was the only way. Um, there is a lot of fear right now with the, with the Delta variant, even among people who are vaccinated, 
And I think a lot of those people would stay home without these requirements. I know I went to my first uh, crowded indoor concert this week, and I realized concerts are different. Concerts are not indoor dining. They are not a, a crowded grocery store. Concerts really press you in with a lot of strangers, and you are breathing the same air, shouting along to the same songs. Uh, you are making a lot of contact with strangers, and you really can't do that unless you feel safe, unless there's trust. And it seems to me like these requirements are like the only way to build that trust. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in the case of Summerfest, um, they probably they they had to do it, but also I'm sure a lot of the artists were going to make them do it. And logistically, I think it would have been a real challenge if some headliners were like, we're not playing unless we do the vaccine. Like Jason Isbell, he said the same kind of thing. I'm not playing venues. He canceled the Houston show because they wouldn't be able to do the policy that he wanted. Um, so I'm sure some of us faced that, where it's like some artists were like, it's not going to happen. We're not going to play unless you have this in place. And then you can't kind of pick and choose. you got to just do all in or, or not. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I think it's the, the only way we can go. And I think we'll see more and more of this increase. All right, we're going to continue this conversation and just talk a little bit about where the industry goes next now. Uh, we'll be right back on Tapped In. If now isn't quite the right time for a monetary contribution to support Radio Milwaukee, keep in mind you can always donate a vehicle you no longer need. Cars, trucks, motorcycles, we accept all types. Pickup is easy, and your gift could be worth hundreds of dollars in support. That's hours of music and stories for you to enjoy. Get your donation started at RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. We are back, tapped in, Evan, Piet, and we are talking about the new safety protocols that the industry is either implementing or debating. Uh, Piet, this is this has just been a, a roller coaster of a week. If we'd recorded this episode even four days ago, it would have sounded a lot different. If we recorded it a week ago, it would have sounded much, much different. It might be um, different by the time this airs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're well aware of that logistical challenge. Um, it's it's. It seems to me like when, when I look at the Milwaukee market, uh, I've, I guess I'm, I'm actually surprised by how far we've been behind some other markets with implementing some of these policies. Because up until Friday, I think Friday uh, last Friday was the first time a venue announced that it was requiring vaccines, and that was the Cactus Club. Yeah, And that was a big deal because it takes leadership to step up and to say, hey, we're enacting this policy. We're the first ones. Nobody wants to take that heat. It's, it's hard. Um, they did it. I'm, I'm really happy they did. And then I was looking at what other markets have done, and I was looking at Minneapolis, Madison, Chicago, tons of venues that already had them in, in those cities. So it does seem like Milwaukee is maybe a little slow to adjust to where the whole industry is headed. Am I, am I wrong in that assessment? I think, I think there's some validation there for sure. You know, I, when I did an article about the industry kind of coming back, and I talked to a lot of venue owners and promoters, this was back in May and everyone was like, you know, there had been like some rumblings about vaccine cards and mask requirements, but everyone was like, that's not going to happen. Everything's looking good. Uh, and the main thing too, is just, you know, not only concerns about blowback from, um, from people, but also enforcement of it. Um, how can you enforce this? How can you be able to, to enforce people to keep masks on? How can you really, you know, check and prove uh, vaccination? I, I, I listened to a podcast 
from the New York Times podcast and the music writer was saying he was at a, the Foot Fighters show at Madison Square Garden. He was saying he, he overheard a guy in the next row just boasting about how he came in with a fake vaccine card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and even with Lollapalooza, which was kind of the first huge festival that came back and they had proof of vaccinations, uh, the mayor of, of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, and the promoters, uh, you know, C3 Presents, which Live Nation owns a majority stake in, they got a lot of heat for that, even though they were like, you know, vaccinations are required um, or proof of proof of tests. Uh, there was just a lot of lot of people really concerned about that because there's still 100,000 people every day at Grant Park crying together. You saw footage of it. Ver- virtually no one wearing masks, uh, people not wearing masks on the trains going into Chicago. I've gone to a few concerts now, and even though this, this these cases are really concerning me, I've been wearing masks at every show, uh, largely because I, I have three kids who are not eligible yet to get a vaccine, and I'm, I'm very concerned about, you know, somehow getting a breakthrough case and passing on to them. Um, but, you know, the first show I went to, uh, there's like 3,500 people there. And I was the only one with a mask, like the only, the absolute only concert goer with a mask. Yeah. And, and this was just and, slightly before all the Delta news, too. The, yeah, the, the, it was kind of kind of creeping up, but it was slightly before. But then even even at some recent events I've gone to, now that the Delta news is really kind of the, the dominant thing going on, there's still been I would say 99 percent of people aren't wearing masks at these mm-hmm. these events. Um, so, you know, this kind of enforcement is going to be really really challenging. So I think not only are venues hard pressed to kind of deal with um, you know, criticism, but also just logistically, how, how can they kind of enforce this with cactus club, with, with cactus club saying, we'll do it. I think that made sense. Cause it's a smaller club, yeah, smaller admission. And they also have a very progressive fan base. Um, you know, the Pap Cedar group, for instance, which hasn't done this yet for all their venues. I mean, they're booking, you know, they book, they book kind of liberal comics, for instance, but they book also kind of right-leaning comics too and they, they they cater all sorts of different kinds of audiences as well so uh and again bigger venues more logistical challenges and headaches my uh, i went to the cactus club on saturday saw motel breakfast barely civil dog bad awesome show stupid packed it was like an yeah. old school wicked packed cactus show it remind it showed you that there's still so much demand for live music right now yeah and uh this was just a day or two before they were requiring vaccine uh, cards um, to get in. But I realized why they were doing it because I was so packed in there. I was wearing a face mask and I, I don't know if I would have felt comfortable without that face mask. I mean, it was, yeah. it was, and I, I'm a person who's generally pretty comfortable with the protection that the vaccine affords me. I, sure. Vaccines have held up very well. We're very lucky for that. But that was what really hit home that concerts are different. And, uh, I feel like people wouldn't feel safe going. They just they just wouldn't. You realize that this isn't something that the venues are doing uh, out of some agenda or just for optics or appearances. They are doing it because they have to. And I'm a little alarmed, you know, if, if we're talking candidly, that some of the other major venues haven't done this yet. Um, I, I wrote an article last week just taking the temperature of where venues were regarding these requirements. And obviously it was a week ago, so it was very different. But there was an incongruity between what the venues were saying, which is get vaccinated. You know, if you look at the Riverside Marquee, literally says right now, get vaccinated, please. You know, they are, they are behind that message. And then what they're actually requiring, which is, as of, as of this recording at least, 
no vaccine requirements yet. It, it, it feels like they've got to catch up because I just don't know. Maybe I'm speaking too much from personal experience, but you know, there's some shows at, uh, at the rave at the back room that I want to see. And I don't, I don't know if I want to see them. If, <laughs> if I'm not reasonably assured that, that the other people there haven't taken that precaution. Yeah, no, I, I think that all makes sense. And it's, 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 it really stinks. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be empathetic to the venues as well because mm-hmm. they've had, such a horrible, horrible time. You know, they were shut down. How horrible is it that they're finally coming back only for things to be kind of bad again? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it just stinks. And then, you know, the onus would be on them to try to make it, you know, to, to check all that. And, and you know, it's got it's just logistically so, so challenging to do. And then you're dealing with, you know, people who are complaining about it. And it's just, it's just a giant, absolute giant mess. But I do agree with you. I think, you know, as the cases creep up, we're going to kind of get there. Obviously, you're not seeing politicians. I mean, in a couple cities you are, but still, I mean, in Milwaukee, I think obviously if Milwaukee, uh, you know, if the city of Milwaukee said masks are back or implemented some sort of vaccine requirements, um, you know, for for all the venues, obviously the venues I think would, would get on board. So, it, you know. Frankly, Piet, I think that's what they want. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, when, I agree. when you look at the, the fine print, I think they would love nothing more than a state or local ordinance to hide behind. Due to a Milwaukee ordinance, uh, masks are required or vaccine uh, proof of vaccination is required. They would love that. Yeah. <laughs> because then they don't have to be the ones stepping up. But the, but the challenge is there are political and practical reasons why municipalities can't implement those policies. There's a great, there's still great reluctance to those policies in most markets. Now, maybe yeah. that'll change. You know, New York, New York is certainly headed that way. But... Um, in the absence of those policies, it does put the venues in a really uncomfortable position of right. having to make the decision for themselves, having to take the heat for themselves. My hope is, I'm, I'm very empathetic to that. Venues have been through so much. My hope is, though, Summerfest has already done the work for you. Summerfest just went out front and center, just uh, spelled out a policy that any other venue can adopt, uh, got people used to the idea, took the heat, I, I feel like uh, venues should take advantage of sort of that tailwind from Summerfest and just get behind it and say, look, this is where we're going. That's certainly what the Cooperage did. You know, the, the day Summerfest uh, made its announcement, just a couple hours later, Cooperage was out there saying, clear, this is where the industry is going. We're going to do it too. I, I feel like that's that's just, it's just got to be the path. Otherwise, I don't see how live music is tenable anymore. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think, again, what makes it so challenging is you will have, and again, I think I'm guessing this is what happened when the case of Summerfest. There, I'm sure there were several big artists that weren't going to play without um, without these requirements. Live Nation, um, the largest concert promoter in the world, you know, last Friday, like late in the day, last Friday, again, kind of bearing the news, they announced artists would have the freedom to kind of push for this. They would they would make sure that they could do that. Um, but you're also going to have artists that might again cater to more conservative leaning audiences. Thinking about like country artists, for instance, not to be mm-hmm. stereotypical, but still, who are not going to want to do this. You've got artists who, you know, Eric Clapton or whatever, who are saying they're not going to play those kinds of shows. I mean, it's 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 such a horrible mess. <laughs> Bottom yeah. line, it's a horrible it's a horrible mess. But I agree with you. I think you know, it, I'm on the same page with you. I think in the in the interest of, of public health, you know, it's it's unfortunate that venues have to take on this extra burden. But again, these venues are inviting people to to gather closely together, and and it's just not safe right now with any sort without any sort of kind of precaution and uh you know 
people are coming out, they're drinking, they're getting close together, they're not wearing masks. Uh, you know, it's just it's something something's got to be put in there to try to make this not be another disastrous situation because we really kind of feel like we're on the brink of that. In the meantime, as a concert goer, you can be safe. Uh, please just follow whatever policy the venue has. <laughs> Go easy on venues, even if it's not a policy you like one way or the other. It is it is rough out there. And, um, you know, the, if nothing else, the last few weeks have showed us that it's going to continue to be rough. That there's, there's, there's no, it's going to be a while before we have a fix and we just don't have to think about these bruising public policy debates. Uh, so hang in there. Be good to each other. In the meantime, we're going to keep covering all of this. Uh, you can check out Piet's reporting about all of this at jsonline.com. You can follow us at radiomilwaukee.org and find this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members. And thanks to our subscribers, too. Piet, I will see you next time on Tapped In. See you next time.